Walk out of the building. No, but okay. seriously, before we start, we should have like some list of a few basic things because I'm not sure I have anything. Okay, here's what I got. Uh, your talk at Ordev, the election, upcoming model elections. Yeah, model elections, that's good. There's always stuff to talk about there. Um, uh, wait, uh, Dave is coming on later to talk about uh, the, the gaming uh, game. Gaming game. Right. The Skyrim, Skyrim versus... Uh, Call O duty. Duty. And we're gonna take all the questions from the audience. That's gonna be that's gonna be um, Alex's major accomplishment today is he's gonna figure out how to get at least one person from the live audience to somehow Skype into this call and ask a question. Ooh, that sounds risky. Okay, and the other thing is I, I really Baba have to booey, finish Baba like, booey. I have to finish at like 10. That's like, okay, because so we, we have nothing to talk about. <laughs> this should maybe be a shorter usual podcast. That would be good. Yeah. No problemo. Because I have just one hour to pack all my crap up. Yeah, and this is my go. normal lunch period anyway. Well, we can talk about packing, packing for an international trip. Okay, that's packing, good. You might have some good advice there. Packing for... I I asked on the fake travel site about that. Or you told me it was fake. Biztravel.stackexchange.com. No, the, the old Stack Exchange 1.0 travel site that wasn't really yeah. real. Oh, yeah, that was oh, the one that I made. Yes. You know the deal. It was Grab called Travel. Pull it up. Are we, uh, ooh. We're ready to go whenever you're ready. All right, go ahead. Just put us, you can put us live. All right. <sighs> Let's see. Okay. Are we live? Are we, re yeah. are we recording? I mean, we are recording, and, and um, just as we get started, this is going kind of to be kind of a... Uh, Again, should I go with cold start or warm start when it's like a warm up kind of? It takes forever to get started. Right. Warm start. Uh, just, just start. Do, it's <laughs> better to have a rolling start. <laughs> rolling, a rolling start. Wait, Pinyon we're is, live. We're Pinyon, live, Pinyon everyone. Quotation marks there. Hopefully, this yes. works this week. We all changed right. up all the hardware, so hopefully, uh, there's no robots because it's all like analog to the digital interpasses. Okay. Now, uh, things. Now, I just need to tweet to say that we're uh, okay. We're live. S.TK slash live stream. And you can ch what's the uh, what's the short URL for chatting? Uh live chat. We will be taking questions from the audience today. You see, because our our special a special guest who is supposed to be on this week uh uh, had a schedule conflict with our schedule conflict. We had a bigger schedule conflict than he did. Yeah, it's my fault. It's okay. That's it's all right. Okay. He'll be back. He'll be back. I, I blame the Scandinavian I, Air Service. I have a question about TK. So, what is TK? What what top level domain is oh, TK? I believe it is that. Oh God, I always it's like Tuklau. It's it's a province. I don't know how to pronounce it. Is but it Tuklau Islands or something? Yeah, it's a province in New Zealand. It's a it's a little tiny island that is a territory of New Zealand. Yeah, Joel okay. should know all about it. No. He's... So it's not, it's yeah. not like Libya or something else, kind of quasi-evil, right? No, no. <laughs> it's not like Libya or Although, Syria. Although, according to Wikipedia, it is used for, uh, like, spam and viruses. Because they, they give them... So fine. the way it works is that anyone can actually get a .tk domain for free. And because mm -hmm. they want it to be, like, the short URL for everyone, so you could get, like, jeff.tk... But if you want like super premium ones, which are less than you know fewer than three characters or anything that's a trademark brand, you have mm -hmm. to pay for it. I see. And we have s.tk. Yep. Okay, oh. that's pretty sweet. Okay, we need to tell the people that Moot has been delayed, been delayed by two weeks. Yes. 
Two weeks. So if you were here three. for him. Three. Three weeks? Yes. Three. Three, including this one. So if I mean, you are yes, here 21 for days him. from today, he will be on. No, I thought uh, two weeks. Oh. Oh, really? Dave is next week. Yeah, and then, then we have a blank week. Well, yeah, I wasn't sure if you we wanted to, to do one because it's Thanksgiving week, so we can decide if we're doing one or not. And then that week after Thanksgiving, moot. For Chan. This isn't actually going on the podcast, right? This is where we're the most boring podcast ever. I mean, this is ever. recording. <laughs> we're going live to the chat room. It's, it's a podcast. It's fun. Okay, I'm just I'm just trying to warm up the Twitter. And and uh, and and by the way, if you were for the for the 15 people that are actually watching this live right now. Um, we uh, don't really have a topic for this because we sort of, you know, threw this together at the last minute. So we don't have that much to talk about. So if you have something to talk about, um, go in the chat room and start saying, "I would like to talk about X," and then get your Skype ready, and we'll have we'll we'll call we'll call you. Yeah, put your Skype in there too. Your, yeah, put your Skype name in there and so forth, and we'll try to get somebody live from the live studio audience. As if this is just a radio call-in show, you'll be obliged to say, "Long-time listener, uh, first-time caller, love your show." At the beginning. Um, so, Jeff, you're packing up to go on a trip? Yes. So you had international trip recommendations, Joel. Oh, yeah. Well, where? okay, so first of all, I need to know what airline you're taking and all that kind of stuff where you're changing planes. You're going to Malmo, so that means you're probably flying to Copenhagen. Yeah, that's right. And, and I, I go through London. Yeah. That, oh, that's a good choice. What airline? British, I hope. Uh, I think British Airways. That check. is a good way to do it because if you're arriving at Terminal Five and leaving at Terminal Five, you're going to be a very happy camper. Yeah, it's British. It is Terminal Five. Okay. It that's, is British Airways Terminal Five. That's what I would have recommended. Okay. Well, travel experts in Malmo hook this up, so yeah, clearly they meet your bar for being travel experts. Yeah, but they don't meet the bar for loyalty to their own nation's airline. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, to me, the important thing is that I get there and, you know, able to... Yeah. And you're giving a talk. Or, so, Uradev is... Uh, Ura is the, 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 the body of water in between Copenhagen and Malmo, I guess, or something like that, which are connected by the world's largest bridge uh, mm-hmm. be in, between Denmark and whatever it's called. Let's go with Sweden. And... Uh, um, so the whole regional area had, has this regional uh, software developer conference called Uradev, which is um, awesome. And um, Uladev would would mean developers drinking beer in, in any of those Scandinavian languages, but it's not that. It's yes. not beer. It's it's Ura. Uh, also, eels, apparently. They, they have the same word for eel and, and beer. You have to know from context because sometimes you will find yourself eating because they do eat eels. In Scandinavia. So, Joel, I have a question. Yeah. How many, what, what's the currency there? Is it Kronor? Is that correct? Yes, and they have a different kind of Kronor for both countries you're going to. They each have their really? own Kronor country. Oh, yeah. wow. Uh, no, no. The Scandinavians have, 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 were smart and did not yeah, get into I that say, scam. I guess they, I'm, I'm guessing they're kind of pretty happy about that decision right now. <laughs> they sure are. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how much Kronor do you think I'll need? Okay, so here's the trick. Well, actually, how are you getting from the airport to to, well, to I'm just gonna take the They recommend taking the uh, the the train. Okay, definitely take the train. Definitely and take actually, the train. I do want to complain again because we had uh, way back when we have dev days in London back in the day. Yeah, I made the mistake of taking the cab, which was like from literally Heathrow. like a hundred and twenty dollars yeah. to get from the airport to where the heck it was. And they used up all your money. And Joel, you know, apparently Joel had told me, I don't remember this, but Joel had told me to take the train. So uh, well, I told I'm somebody. Not, well, I'm not repeating <laughs> that mistake because they, they said, don't don't take the cab. It'll be 
four times as long. The train is super awesome. However, you will get there. You'll get to the train station. The train station is right in the arrivals. You get in the arrivals at the airport at uh, at uh, Kastrup, which is the Copenhagen airport, and then you um, just go downstairs, and that's the train station. Or actually, you go not even downstairs. You just go to the north part of the airport, and there's a train station right there. And here's the trick. There's a whole bunch of ATM machines that'll sell you tickets and you're like oh this is an awesome idea i'll go to the atm machine no line and you get to the atm machines and they don't take american credit cards which is my favorite question on it has to be a chip and pin credit card which we americans don't Uh have that was my famous famous question on uh money dot uh travel or money money dot stack exchange um the only way to get a chip and pin card is to buy this expensive prepaid thing from travelx so you but you can use an american credit card if you just go to the counter and, and buy a ticket. So you're going to have to go, just just go straight to the line and say, I need a ticket to Malmo. I guess you can just my, get a my, ticket directly to Malmo. Yeah. Using my stupid, insecure American credit card. Right. I am bitter about that because having read about that, the chip and pin system is Does just seem a little bit superior. superior. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's and like it costs like an extra don't have penny. It, it's even. just really lame. I the, mean, it's... Um, yeah, the problem in America is that they don't want to replace the terminals that all the uh, merchants right. have. Like, they all have these crazy, like, every dry cleaner you go into in the States has this terminal that they got in 1975 with a 130-baud modem in it or something that right. uses the, f- the phone line to dial up. and Every single time they swipe a credit card. Yeah. Uh, our, our children's children will be able to have <laughs> chip and bin. Something nice like that. So, well, they might just skip. They might, whatever the next generation is, they might skip straight forward to that. Uh, there's this thing. Have you heard about this thing where you just walk into a restaurant with your with your phone? And, oh, yeah. Uh, and then you just say, uh, I'm the guy that just walked in with a special payment option, and they give you stuff. Well, just paying with your phone. Sort well, of. well, there's, you don't even have to there's like there's like NFC, which is like what Google Wallet's doing. Yeah. But then there's also I know this like Square has a thing set up where if you have Square, and you know the store takes it, you can like basically be like, oh, here's my credit card, and then you walk up to the cashier, you're like, yeah, I'm the guy who just like hit that, and they're like, oh yeah, there you go, your payment's done. You know, I have to plug this famous IBM commercial. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember this. This was, gosh, back in the first dot-com era. But it's sort of a shifty-looking guy walks into a store. He's just he's in a trench coat. He looks a little bit like one of those baddies from The Matrix. He's just yeah. grabbing stuff and putting it in his jacket, eating it, <laughs> drinking it. And he just walks out right. uh, without seemingly without paying. And then the security guy stops him. And you think it's going to be like a big security thing. And he's like, oh, here's your receipt. <laughs> because it was all automatic, you see, yeah. like as he... As that's he picked kind up of the what, stuff, he just magically paid for it. It's like, this is the future. It was pretty cool, actually. That's kind of what the Apple Store is like. <laughs> they did just launch that their new, like, app where you can just uh, yeah. order. You can, like, order it through your iPhone, you know, whatever you want on through your iPhone. And then it's ready 12 minutes later. Yeah, and you but, just walk in but and they were saying you it. just walk in. I don't even know if you sign for it. I think you walk in and you take it. No, no, no you have to sign for it. <laughs> okay. All right, so that <laughs> so must you be why. You should try that, Joel. Joel, you should try that. Just walk into the Apple store and start taking things. I, yeah. Just walk out. It's like, this is the future. I was told this was the future. I, I, I bought it on the internet. That's right. Um, so, Joel, uh, going back to travel recommendations, as far yeah. as like what, what stuff I should take, this is only a four-day trip, so it's not like I need to pack. That's true, but it is pretty cold there. Yes, I and, have. I'm bringing oh, my heavy jacket. There's no, if I remember Oradev, if it's still at the same convention center it was when I held it, it's kind of a walk from the convention center to the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of cold there. And you want to walk because it's like, it's fun. It's like, hey, I'll walk. I'll check out this little town, even though it's kind of an industrial part of it. Um, but you will be out, outdoors more than more than you'd think. So so get some, some pretty warm clothes. 
Nothing can be colder. That the coldest I've been was we went to Montreal for for Cusack. Oh yeah, yeah, Cusack. Yeah, the, the Canadian and students. It, wasn't, it was like unnaturally Bologna. warm. We thought we we're like, wow, it's cold. And they're like, no, no, no. This is unnaturally warm. Right. This is unbelievably warm. Right. And then it's the only last minus a hundred. Yeah, last day or two it got really cold, and it was just bitterly cold. It was just brutal to be outside. I had forgotten. I don't yeah. think I'd ever been in cold like that, frankly. Right. I don't think it I... was uh, debilitating to be outside. That is, to be like, fair, Cusack in, in, in Montreal or whatever it was, Toronto, who the hell cares? One of those places was the coldest I've ever been in my life. <laughs> Were you too? It was so yeah. cold. My yeah. God, I, no, I remember. I had, to, I had to go out. I don't remember why I had to go out. Um, I had to go to a tailor for some reason. Like, I might have, like, not had Did you have to get a tuxedo at the last minute? I had to go to a tailor. And everything else in in Montreal, you could get to through the little underground tunnel, you know, the little, you know, termite leftover thing that they have, the termite people. And, uh, like, you don't have to go above ground for a lot of the retail areas. But the tailor, I had to go out for one block. And I just remember my eyes freezing, like, feeling like, oh, shit, if I don't put my hands over my eyeballs, they will freeze into little ice cubes. Yes. It was physically debilitating to be walking down the street it was just shockingly cold and we were just spoiled because when we got there like i said it was really warm we didn't know <laughs> we're like wow this is cold but they're like no no this is not cold yeah uh, so yeah hopefully it won't be that cold is, is my point uh, I yeah i don't think it's quite that cold like the forecast is no. fairly reasonable i did check on the the internets and it seems cold but not bitterly so right so. right um so now, i'm trying to power adapters joel okay. anything Say there. Uh, yes. Yeah. So you're gonna. What you need is the little thing that has the two round plugs for Europe. It's sort of two, yeah. two um, cylindrical plugs that are you know horizontally arranged as opposed to the two flat ones that we have. Well, US. I have the UK one and I have the New Zealand one. Those aren't gonna work. Nope. The New Ze- Nope. <laughs> nope. Europe is different than the UK. Fortunately, yeah. since I assume you're not taking anything but electronics, so you're not taking your hair dryer with you, right, Jeff? No, they have a hairdryer no. in hotel rooms. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, fortunately, pretty pretty much any electronics power supply these days will do anywhere from 100 to 240 without a problem. So right. you don't you don't need yeah, that, a that, converter, just the adapter. Yeah, Dole taught me about that the last time when we went to, actually for dev days. I learned that, that it's just the plug, basically. Most adapters can sort of deal with the different right. Right. voltages or frequencies or whatever it is. Yeah. So, and what I do to avoid packing a lot of stuff is I sort of rely on USB to charge my phones and all the small gear uh, off of a computer. Right. So really, I just have the computer plugged in <clears throat> with my regular power adapter, and then I get the one uh, thing. Which any airport will, will, will give you one of those. Yeah. I'll just probably pick that up at the airport. That was the other recommendation. Shape transformer. Yeah. Um, Let's see. I'm trying to think about what else. Uh, what else is good, important stuff? To, oh, you got your passport. Yeah, of course. That's the. That's really the only thing that that like like if you have a passport and you have a means of, of paying for things, it's a good. Here's another trick. Um, Do you know where the U.S. Embassy is? Take a, <laughs> take a, you, right before you leave. Um, use your phone to take a picture of your passport, and then if you ever uh, lose your passport, you've got a picture sure. of it. Good idea. Which you can show people. Uh, I'll do that. Uh, especially at the embassy. Um, right. hmm. Yeah, I, a picture, I could take a picture of your passport, and I was like, "I'm Joel Spolsky." That's true. <laughs> yeah, I think they'll notice the difference in the pictures. <laughs> Luckily, I have Photoshop with me, so if if you say if you say Joel Atwood or Jeff Jeff Spolsky, Spolsky. they'll find that they'll find that on the internet anyway. <laughs> that's awesome. What did you want to take? That's good. That's good advice. Thank you. That that's very helpful. Uh, we had a question from the audience. Uh, news on Dev Days. I'm Dev sure days. the answer is none at the Meh. moment, but <laughs> Meh. Yes. 
I think I, I had one of our vendors the, the, offer me a refund for money we didn't pay. Oh, that's cool because a lot of our <laughs> vendors just kept a hundred thousand bucks. <laughs> a little, a so little I was considering reward. writing her back and being like, "Sure, this is my bank account number," but then I'm like, "No, nah, I should probably be honest and be all like." Which money are you talking about? Because I don't recall paying you anything. We have to figure out a way to do it cheap, essentially. So do something cheap and lightweight. So closer to the original format, do you think? Yeah. That's what exactly. the question is basically asking. Without traveling, too. Joel doesn't want to go anywhere. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think it's, it's pretty early, but I think... To, to, to answer the question, yes, I think we're going to return it closer to the spirit of the first one, Joel. Is right, right. Well, I mean, it was really just, it just got too expensive, so it was too hard a decision for people. We, we, we really like being in that sweet spot of one day, $99, and anything we can do to get inside that range makes it actually a doable, workable thing. Right. Um, we also should get our act together in terms of the meetup programs we were going to do. Yeah, we, really we talked about that, yeah. didn't we? We'll work on that. By the way, I'm assuming we've considered the podcast to have officially started at this point. We're not just babbling. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, no, no, no. We okay. started a while ago. Yeah, podcast episode twenty-five. Six. Yes, six. Warm start. Six. Warm start. Twenty-six. Yeah, Vamp- five, See, like- five was last week. Twenty-five was last week. Yeah. By the way, so this was pointed out to me right before we started, but there's a great Twitter status that I will paste into the chat room right now. There it is. Uh, basically, that the Stack Overflow moderator election pitches are way better than most of the pitches that we see in real elections. Yeah. Now, Plus, of course, this is a person who's got like a little Charlie Brown with square glasses yes, kind of icons. But on the upside, there's like, also no smear campaigns either. Not yet. Well, well yeah. If I guess. anybody wants to call in to smear their, uh, well, so um, so that that leads us to oh, this is a person in Denmark. Maybe he'll come see you at uh, Oridev. Uh, Ori Mus. Um, yeah, elections are going on. I guess I can cross that off. See, I, was gi- I, I was just giving you an amazing transition. That was a great segue. It's called segue. Uh, yeah, we're, we've got um, more moderate elections going on on Stack Overflow. So in, in all these years, Jeff, have we ever we never really found any other site that actually has elections in any way, shape, or form. It's pretty rare. It was really shocking. And, and I unfortunately, I'm going to have to call uh, as much as I like him. Um, Clay Shirky off out by name because I've I've mailed him several times about this and I can yeah. never get a response. Yeah, you just refuses like, to tell us. There's got to be history to this. Like I, I refuse to believe we're the only site that sort of has regular election processes on our community sites. But it, it's really really hard to find examples of it's this. It's so They're strange. Really a lot of those really sites. Like, like here, let's look up um, Stacy. And actually, if anyone on the chat or anyone listening knows of any sites that sort of hold elections, because I, I was looking for prior art on this to figure out, like, how should we be doing this? And I was shocked to find that I just I couldn't find hardly anything in terms of prior art and you know history right. of other sites doing this. But it, I know it has to be out there. Um, so essentially, the uh, uh, well, let's see, Occupy Wall Street. I'm sorry, Google is coming up with nothing. <laughs> a lot of Occupy Wall Street crap. Well, yeah, as soon as you type elections. Me, me. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Well, just I, it's stuff like I did like moderator elections, stuff like that. What's weird is that the early bulletin board systems that they had, uh, Echo, Well, um, what else was there? The Well and Echo, I think, were probably the two, two of the earliest, uh, were very weird kind of 70s, like whole earth catalog um, What's the word I'm looking for? You, you would think they would be way more democratically oriented, right? Like they were more, they were kind of utopian, like, you know, they were like little kibbutzim on the internet. And um, and so you'd think they would have elections or something of some sort. 
just to keep themselves right. amused. Actually, you know what the truth is? When you go far enough back, people are paying for their presence on those sites. The behavior was much, much better because for one of two reasons, either because like on Echo, you're paying for your account. You're not going to behave badly because you will get your account taken away. You will not be allowed to get on it anymore unless you can come up with a different name and rejoin with a different identity, I guess, and a different credit card. And so people's behavior was, I think, probably a little bit better then. But also uh, the um, the other the, some of the early chat rooms were all on Prodigy, um, that, which that crazy dial-up service that was the all the it was a joint venture of IBM and Sears, and um, they just they hired companies to 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 moderate the the, the chat rooms, like they like they just actually paid entire companies full of people who would sit there and and, and maintain decorum in the chat rooms. Well, if you go to any sort of random PHPB forum, you will see moderators. There's definitely moderators there, yeah. And, but I think the way almost all sites tend to do it is they just sort of anoint people. They just sort of see who – there's not a formal election process. They do pick people from the community, but it's not this – Yeah, it's the people that are election. there. It's just, okay, here's a, a guy or a gal who's on the site all the time and is known to be the source of a lot of high-quality information, and they sort of just anoint them or email them, and then that's it. They just get the position. And it's the people that are there 24 hours a day. And to be honest, I mean, we did do that at the very beginning of Stack Overflow, did we not? Sure. We just sort of yeah. randomly picked people. I remember doing that for, for server fault and super user because we didn't – the catch-22 is when you're starting a new community, it's hard to find those people. And you we know, still have, have like, like ProTem, like we temporarily nominate ProTem moderators from the new Stack Exchanges before they have elections. Yeah, we do. And that's – we pick based on a certain patterns of activity and, you know, gut feeling as well. But um, there are certain things we look at. and. One thing we should mention for this election, we are refining the election process as we go. We're learning a lot about why elections work, how elections work. Certainly one of the things we learned is the site does have to be a certain size to even support an actual election. Uh, we try not to hold elections on sites where we pretty much know the election is going to fail because not enough people will, A, nominate themselves uh, to be elected or, or B, even vote in the election. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It takes a certain level of, of participation to even Engagement. get there. Yeah, it's always embarrassing if you hold an election and the number of people who nominate themselves is the same as the number of moderators you wanted to, to yeah. choose. We've been close to that on a few sites. And Rebecca's <laughs> done a ton of work on this and really knows the most about it. But we have certain criteria we look at to determine if, if the site can make it through an election. I don't really have a problem with appointments. I think ultimately sites need to grow anyway. I mean, that's the goal is for sites to be sustainable. And one thing that makes a site sustainable is that you know, it eventually gets enough of an audience that it can actually hold an election. I would view that as a major step on the road to independence. That's an interesting way of looking at it. Because if you look at different stack exchanges based on how large they are and how well established they are, you can see that there's sort of a prog progression. And there's a lot of a progression in sort of user engagement. And there's a lot of places where you can get stuck that may not be great places. So, for example, one thing I've noticed on certain sites who will go unnamed is that uh, if there isn't a strong enough group of people that really care about the site and are on there all the time and have some kind of back channel for talking amongst themselves, uh, then whoa, we're getting weird static. Yeah, it's just that weird static. Oh. Hey, Jeff, are you coming unplugged? Better? A little bit. Wait, say it again. Is it better now? Now it's better. Okay, sorry. I actually printed something, but I was thought I was muted. Sorry. Oh, that was printing. My fault. Yeah, that was printing. Uh, but, uh, but I didn't physically mute. I just 
hardware muted. So it just sounds like a, as well. Um, uh, the um, what's the word I'm looking for? What were we even talking about? Elections. Um, if you have uh, reaching the threshold, yeah, for there, there are a few sites where uh, what happens is that you start to get behavior that's borderline. And I don't, it's not, I don't mean behavior. I really mean like people start posting questions that don't have answers or conversational questions, or they start to drift off topic. Like they start talking about, um, let's say hypothetically that it was a site about uh, startups, for example, and they start talking about getting jobs, which is not really on the subject. And <clears throat> by borderline, I mean, it's not like they went on to the site about startups and started talking about broccoli, because everybody understands that broccoli is off topic for startups you're a broccoli farmer but but it's the stuff that starts to feel like a little bit borderline and because it's borderline and nobody can agree and the and the and the people that have cloud are not talking amongst themselves there's no there's no meta there's no offline there's no concept of moderators yet or there aren't very many moderators um that stuff just gets left around it's like well you know let's just err on the side of liberalism and it must be okay and that's sort of a broken window phenomenon, which is that that attracts more of those similar posts. And pretty soon you have a website where all anybody wants to talk about is how to divide up the equity in their startup, even though I already wrote the damn question about how to divide up the equity in your startup and stop asking that one. Yeah, I, I hate to keep harping on Reddit, but you know, having, having spent time on the Battlefield 3 Reddit, I realized that Reddit is, is a little bit of a broken system, too, and that they get tons of repetition. Like on the Battlefield 3 Reddit, yeah. I mean, so there's this, okay. To give you a specific example, this happens many, many times. Uh, in Battlefield 3, one of the key things you're supposed to do is spot the enemy. Like when you see the enemy, you press a special key to spot them. So that then whoever, as long as you have line of sight to that person, you'll see them, right? Like even if you didn't see them, they were in the bushes or whatever, you'll sort of see them now because they're lit up on the radar. So it's very essential. So like every day, somebody posts like a little helpful thing. It's like, you got to press Q. Everybody needs to press Q. And it's like select on the Xbox or whatever. Right. And like if you've been on the site for more than three days, like you're really sick of this. Because, look, I know about you. I've seen it. I don't need to be here about it every freaking day, right? <laughs> but repetition is, like, endemic there. It's right. really bad. And did you know there's also a meta on Reddit? The theory of Reddit? Reddit? Oh, you mean it's Which for Which I had never found before. Reddit, Reddit. Yeah, basically, it's like, okay, all about how Reddit is supposed to work. Right, i got to see this. Reddit yeah, talking. one of the things they're thinking about outlong, and I think they probably should, is image-only posts. Although, it's tough, because you, you have a whole site that's built Why? on predicated on well yeah. the whole site is predicated on links to other stuff right it's not yeah it wasn't built as you post your question you can do that you can actually have what they call a self post which i think some of the best posts on there yeah where and it's then, then it's more it's like, like a forum actually we're just it's more like a q a it's more like what we do actually yeah but this this idea of this hybrid system where half the time you're posting a link to something else and half the time you're posting oh here's my thoughts on you know why support class should be changed a certain way it's it's an uncomfortable mixture, which is something you brought up, I think, on the last podcast. Of what, what's difficult is sort of this mixture of these two systems. Uh, what I, so. I, I, I'm trying to remember what I, what I brought up is that when you make, try to mix things that are quick, um, little little morsels of M and M yumminess with, with something that you have to read and think about, yeah, uh, you don't catch the right mixture. people. Yeah. It's not a comfortable mixture. It really isn't. People don't want to switch between those two modes. So a lot of times I'll see something that I know I, I really should read, but I'm looking for funny ha-has, you know, like I got 30 seconds before lunch. Yeah, it was just amusing to read. And, and one of the things, the reason I brought that up is, is the, the answer on the Battlefield 3 uh, subreddit was that you have to have moderators that are willing to sort of defy the community in this. And this is the power issue of when you have moderators, they have to have the power to say no to the community because the community doesn't always want things that are healthy for it. It's like, oh, let's eat junk food and mm -hmm. ice cream all day long. 
<laughs> you know, you're like the parents at the point, like, whoa, 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 you don't really want to do that. You know, like I'm going to have to stop you from eating ice cream every day for a week because you're going to kill yourself, right? You're going to kill the community. And that's why the moderators are so important because they, A, they have the vision. They understand like what the goal is, maybe a little bit better than sort of the average user does. And they have the power to step in and, and stop what's happening, right. even if it's not popular. Like, you know, these popular questions that, that are now, now we know are wrong. Like, you know, what's your favorite programming cartoon is the most egregious example, but there's more borderline examples of things that are just really opinion questions that don't really belong on Stack Overflow. Right. Um, and they go in and shut them down. And right. this is not a popular activity. I mean, this is why moderators get pushback, but this is also, as you see from the Battlefield 3 example, people are saying the only way this problem can be fixed uh, and basically, it ruins the site. I mean, it literally ruins the site because when you go to the battle, it's been fixed now. But for a while, when you went to the Battlefield Three Reddit, it was all just like meme comics. It was just a giant waste of time. The people who love the site were ruining it, and yeah. that's why the moderators are so important because they step in and keep the site from destroying itself. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy. It seems like oh, you can just fix this with software. Just build the software <laughs> in a way. No, I. But I don't know if you really can. I mean, you can build the software in a way to make it harder to do that. But for people that really want to do this, like right. they're going to find a way to post their image macro. They're going to do it, and people are going to upvote the crap out of it. It's just the way the world works. The, yeah, they have a. They've they've been in years and years on on, on Reddit of a of a problem that uh, the way the software works is the most the more votes you get, the closer to the, the more likely you are to get on the homepage, and the higher you are going to be on the yeah. homepage, and the higher you're going to stay. And um, and that means that the posts which are the shortest, the easiest, and the fastest to absorb get you back to the site voting most quickly. And so an image is always going to get a lot of votes because it takes three seconds to re review it. And if you put some kind of Joel on software article that takes six days to read, uh, no, by the time that people get to the end, that they're, they're not going back to Reddit to vote uh, and they're going to get far fewer votes. Far, far more people will drop out during the act of reading that and not come back and vote just because it's taking too long. And so um, th there's an there's an automatic bias on, on a voting system towards the things that are fast. And it's not wrong. I mean, this is the way they built the system. And to be fair, we have the same problem. We like, do. We really have a... We have a... Questions get yeah. upvoted crazy, even though they really shouldn't. They should be closed as duplicate of the canonical... What I've noticed is really interesting. I, I, David, is your mic on? Yes. David's there. On, on stackexchange.com, the popular questions page, um, what I've noticed a lot is this phenomenon of a question where everybody knows the answer gets on stackexchange.com. It's like it, 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 whatever our hot algorithm is, uh, we seem to trigger it by having somebody ask a question where like everybody just know like how do I delete a file in DOS? Yeah. Well, it's yeah, the part of the it it takes into account basically questions that get a lot of votes and a lot of views very quickly. Yeah, um, are considered hotter. So I think with that, yeah, it's it's sort of you see the question title and you're like, oh, I know the answer to this, and then you right. click it, and so it, gets a view, it so it gets a view, and then you see the answer and you're like, oh yeah, that's the right answer, and you like upload it. Answers there, yeah. And then you know, so if it gets that stuff fast, then it starts showing up on the homepage, and then gets right. more views from that. And then, uh, yeah. So that, but that's a, that's a hard problem to fix. Everyone has sort of this idea that there's like an ideal, really technical, really interesting question. That, that should be posted on there. But, like, detecting that algorithmically is just just very difficult. Right, um, right. Because usually that question is indistinguishable from 10,000 other questions that are way less interesting but got, you know, seven upvotes and 100 views and just from the data's perspective look exactly the same. I'm trying to think. Like, like here's a, here's a, a what is the first day of the Star Wars Advent calendar? 
And this is, believe it or not, this is not on sci-fi. This is on Lego. What, the, yeah. what is an advent calendar? All right, so this is, for whatever reason, doing really well. Using a calendar as a desktop wallpaper. That's an Ubuntu question. Well, I do want to point out that you don't... Okay, this is definitely going to happen. I mean, my point was all these systems have sort of vulnerabilities where they've built incentive systems that become perverse. And the perverse incentive in this case is post a really easy question with a really easy answer. It doesn't make it wrong. It doesn't make it bad. No. And I do want to point out here that we don't... We just have to be better than the other stuff on the internet, which I think we still are. Like we just if you have to look run at, faster than the other yeah, you guy. You have to run faster than the other sites. And if you look at this Barely Lego question, them. which is what is it? It's not really a bad. It's okay. No, it's no, a no, reasonable these are question. bad questions. Some of them are just like yeah. sort of a little bit too easy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, there's much worse things you could point to on the internet. So, I, it, it's like David pointed out. I think it's impossible to fix. But I do think that moderation. This idea that okay, this is why I was kind of excited to talk to Moot, and I guess we'll talk to him in two weeks. This idea of anonymous participation, because without moderation, yeah. I don't understand how you could this, this is an intractable problem like you literally cannot fix it the community will just rip itself apart it seems that way and yet <laughs> the extreme anonymity well, has that's done why its own I wanted thing. to yeah and maybe yeah. what happens is just I'm get, I'm just guessing here at some point is is magic moderation emerges like the people who see the need for this just they take up the mantle and make whatever it is happen think, even all right on, so my experience with with 4chan is that um, well, first of all, it's it's it's. I think it's more chat than than forum, which means that things disappear permanently from the site after a while. I think they're kept in memory, literally, and so mm-hmm. there's no such thing as like a permalink to a conversation on 4chan or anything like that. Cause it's gonna be gone in ten, 10 days. Um, and half of what you get is people asking for things that were posted three days ago, saying, "Does anybody remember three days ago somebody posted this such and such a?" thing i won't describe what kind of thing it is but it's probably shocking and uh you know involving a toaster and a dinosaur and a and they're having sex all right the to- poster toaster is having sex with a dinosaur sex. i said there i said it <laughs> shock i'm shocked anyway, <laughs> um and uh uh and and because it has no memory you can't you know unless somebody downloads it keeps it so, so people do. They download the collections of their exciting sex, dinosaur sex, uh, and and keep them in their folders, and then they repost them when when, when asked. Um, so stuff is really flying by very, very, very quickly. Which, um, but it is sort of a race to the bottom. So, for example, if you have a system with zero moderation, you cannot have anybody in that system who gets offended by things that are the most disgusting things imaginable, whatever that may be. But if it's, but if it's all temporal, it's a very different scenario. A you know, little if it's bit, like yeah. you said, if it's chat, then it's just the stream. It's almost a little bit more like Twitter in that, you know, how offensive can it be? It'll just roll downstream, right. you know, in a few minutes if you don't like what's on the screen and just wait three minutes and then something else comes up. So maybe it's a very different thing because we're trying to create these these public artifacts. And Joel, I know you're popular of saying this, but I want to reiterate it because I'm actually using that in a slide in my Oridev presentation is the, the idea that sort of a very small percentage of people are creators. Mm-hmm. They're actually creating content, typing stuff in. Um, all you really need to do is, is, is satisfy those people, you know, and then the, the people that are passively participating just need to get enough benefit uh, from sort of drive-by participation, which is a much lower bar. Right. So maybe that's the other reason is when it comes to moderation, you really just need to keep the most active participants happy. And that's really, uh, right. it, that's fair because that's where your moderators really come from, right? The most active people, some of them want to become moderators to help curate the information. But you're creating these permanent artifacts that are going to be around essentially right. forever, yeah. Yeah. ideally, right? I mean, 
like the top question is the mathematics of Tetris. Then that hopefully will be good forever. Yeah, that'll be around for a long time. Yeah, um, the Tetris isn't going to change. Math isn't going to change. And that's always going to be interesting to somebody who wasted ten thousand hours of their life. How long does it take to become an expert at Tetris? Because oh, I he even used different I did colors. It. I didn't know you could you could do colors and and the tech or whatever with the math jacks. <laughs> Wait, I want to see this now. This sounds really good. The math. It just uh, uses different colors. That's not shocking. It's just <laughs> unusual to see colored text on Stack Exchange because we obviously do not allow that normally. Oh, yeah, look at that. I didn't know LaTeX had colors. Yeah. I guess they must, right? I mean, this is this shows how long it's been since I used tech was when there were only black and white laser printers and there was right. never any belief that you could ever have colored text. That's because right. then how would they print it? <laughs> it would be like, what? How would you print that? That's impossible. Yeah. I, had, I, I had a weird experience. Uh, somebody... Um, who hung around with me when I was 18, put a bunch of pictures up on Facebook from when we were 18. And I'm looking at these pictures and thinking, wait, wait a minute, how, did they have cameras then? <laughs> like, I couldn't figure out how there were pictures on the internet of me when I was 18. Just a little mental gap. It's very, very, very high tech. I'll, uh, we'll, we'll put one in the show notes. So let's, the Stack Overflow election, part of what I've, a lot of what I've been saying is just to reiterate, like, everything I've learned in the three years I've been doing this has, has taught me that moderation is incredibly important. Like, yeah. having good moderation, having a moderation plan, having a moderation strategy, having a way to yeah. vet moderators and bring them in the system. And this is a lot of what the community team does, what Robert Cartano's team, yeah. is sort of teach the moderators, train teach the moderators. the moderators sort of the culture of like what we're trying to do with the Q&A and making sure that, you know, they understand it. And they usually do, to, to their credit. Usually these are people that really get it. They get the mission and understand we're trying to create, you know, people who love a particular topic. We're trying to create these permanent artifacts on the internet that are actually useful and helpful and alive. You can edit them, right? And make right. them better and retag them and all that good stuff. Uh, but one thing we have noticed is that the reputation, okay, another perverse incentive the election system accidentally was biased towards people that had a lot of reputation so what we saw and this is actually if you go to meta i can't look up the post right now but somebody statistically proved it that the votes strongly correlated with the amount of reputation the candidate had in other words a guy with a hundred thousand reputation got more votes than a guy or, or gal with fifty thousand reputation now that um, um, a part of that may just be the people actually know more more likely to know that person like the, there's a higher probability that that person has answered your question or you have seen them answering other people's questions there's some basis for it but it, it's too strong like essentially it overrides all other concerns like gee does this person seem like temperamentally they would be a good match because I do think temperament wise you want somebody that's Right. Fairly even keeled and doesn't sort of go Rage off on delete people. their own posts. <laughs> right, right, and, and sort of can see the other person's position and just it's I don't know. There's a certain yeah. wiseness you need to be a moderator, and not everybody necessarily has that. Yeah. Uh, but we did add some criteria. So to improve this, to keep it from being just a race to the top of whoever has the most reputation, which is unfortunately, to be honest with you, what tends to happen, uh, we added some criteria to the election. You have to have certain badges, mm -hmm. like deputy, which means you've, you've actually dealt with flagging to some degree and mm -hmm. built up a, a flag weight of a certain level so you understand how flagging works because that's an essential – and that's probably the number one thing that we want moderators to do is look at flags and figure out – why do these flags work? What are these flags about? Uh, civic duty, meaning they voted 300 times. You have to be able to vote. <laughs> In other words, be an election, you must vote yourself. Um, what are some of the other requirements? I'd have Where to look at the thing, but those yeah. are the big ones to me was deputy and uh, and I think it's drunk and white, which means they've edited a lot of posts. 
You can go to stackoverflow.com. It's, it's, uh, there's currently a banner. Stackoverflow.com slash election uh, is the site. There's also, I just discovered this. What the heck is this? Elections.stack. Oh, meta participation. How can I forget that? Okay, of course. Uh, <laughs> the most important one, well, maybe not most important, but equally important is you've actually been on the meta. Because meta is the governance site, right? Like, right. we had a lot of people sort of run in the election that they had never touched meta. So they, didn't, actually, they never had any, they never engaged in any conversations over how the right, site like, should work. Right, exactly. That's crazy. It's like, well, how can you run? Right. I mean, it's like it's like somebody running for president of the United States from their home. It's like, yeah. well, have you run? <laughs> have you been yeah. governor of Texas? That's usually how we do it here in the U.S. <laughs> right. Right. You got to be governor of Texas, and or then we elect you. Or a movie star. You. Yeah. <clears throat> or a movie star, and then you get elected. Yeah. Uh, but we added, if you, if you scroll, if you go to stackoverflow.com/slash/election, we added meta participation as one of the key stats um, right next to the user's name. So, right. uh, but on top of that. We do require these these badges be present on the users, and already from the candidates, I, I think we're getting some really excellent um, candidates. Nobody that I have reservations about. I'm scrolling at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I normally don't share my preferences, but I will say that in no, no, some don't of the, do that. I got in trouble in college for doing that. Okay, yeah, yeah, but no, everybody looks good. Let me just let me just say that everybody looks quite good. They're all awesome. We got some great people. We got some people that uh, uh, a lot of names that I recognize. Yes. Uh, they're, they're being shown with their meta uh, reputation? Meta counts. Meta counts. How many no, I see the meta counts, answers? but is this their Stack Overflow reputation that's showing up on, or their meta reputation? Uh, it's the number of upvotes those questions and answers have received. No, be no be so, beneath their name. Yeah, that's that's reputation on Stack Overflow. On Stack Overflow, not meta reputation. No, not on Stack. meta. No, no, no. Okay, yeah. The only thing we show for meta is question and answer count and total votes, not meta reputation. Okay, got it. Got it. But we're just still figuring this um, out, like what actually does make, you know, a good moderator. And the the badge requirements that you're seeing are a big piece of that. Right. Uh, we're trying to resist this this common pitfall of whoever has the most reputation tends to get the most votes, which is depressing, but very, very true. Right. Um, and that's, again, when you build these incentive systems, that's what happens. You know, you have to think you've built a system so strong that it causes sort of sometimes bad things to happen. Well, yeah, I, I don't know if that's a. I, I, I don't want to say it's a bad thing because honestly, the the what it re, what we know that reputation really correlates with is just time on the site. It's just how active you've been for how long and how much how involved you've been for how long. It's how not bad. Are. It's not bad, but it's not the whole story. You know, it's no, but it does also remotely the story. Yeah, there will be lots of exceptions, but it will also correlate with a lot of things like people uh, like how many people recognize your name, which is also not a good thing. But that's that's what wins the presidential elections, right? Name recognition and. Uh, certainly, uh, uh, people go into the. It is a. At a we, there are actually elections today. It is the second Tuesday, first Tuesday in November, yep. that follows a Monday, and so there are actually elections in the United States going on right now. I did did not vote mainly because I don't even know. It's one of those off years where it's like dog catcher, and family court, deputy sheriff, judge, comp comptroller. Exactly, they control. They control the comps. They control, I hope they don't control computer. Uh, no. I don't know. Isn't that like? Isn't that like sort of? Hmm. I feel like I'm. I'm. I feel like I'm neglecting my duty by not voting today in elections that I don't know anything about for candidates that I've never heard of because I would just go in there and I'd be like, hmm, yeah, that guy sounds good. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's better. It's better to <laughs> not vote for if, you, if you don't know what is going on and who these people are. It's better to just not vote. It's better just to leave it to the professionals who read the newspaper every day and listen to WNYC, NPR, and uh, and know who to vote for. Yeah, because they've listened to the the four part the four week long series leading up to the elections that Leonard Lopate has done, talking to all the candidates and asking them questions about all the issues that are important. So the people that listen to that go vote today, awesome. They get more; their votes are more, worth more because I 
opted out. Everyone else, just do what you do every other election. Stay home. Yeah. Or just go That's and good just advice. vote, good advice, vote the Alex. whole Democratic slate. Click, 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 Do click. what you usually do. Vote in the Stack Overflow election where I actually know and care about the people. That's right. Um, I, I'm looking at the Wikipedia entry for Comptroller. Apparently, it's supposed to be pronounced Controller, which doesn't make sense. Also, the <laughs> Jimmy Wales faces are back, so I just want to warn anyone that is scared by the face of Jimmy Wales that... Oh, not to go to Wikipedia for a this few is months. This like the public radio, you know, <laughs> money drives. Yeah. Like, you you uh, just stare down at Jimmy Wales. He's staring into your soul, you know? Last uh, last topic for, for today. We got... Uh, um, David on here. David, you're doing some kind of a um, Skyrim, all right, some kind of nerd gaming, gaming. kind of nerd off. Yeah, well, Tell us I don't about know that. about nerd off, but so, um, yeah, so we're doing this promotion on the gaming site. Uh, so basically, uh, so we've done this in the past where we did a little bit of an event around game launches because we know that, that gaming is a little bit unique from our other sites and that uh, it has these big releases fairly often um and the cool thing about new releases is that um nobody ranks for those google search results yet and there's a lot of information that's just not on the internet so um turns out we're really good at kind of getting that information up quickly and answering people's questions as soon as they get the game there is like whatever game just came out today if you ask the question about why like how to get past level whatever that question is not on Google yet because nobody's gotten to that level yet. And so if we can get an answer in there, Google indexes us frequently, we're very likely to get a lot of, you know, we get a fairly canonical answer for that. Right. So we're looking at the, so it's it's kind of right now is, is prime game release season, um, the kind of the weeks leading up to Thanksgiving. Yeah. And uh, so we're looking at the releases and we wanted to do a big promotion. So we're looking at the list and we, uh, there's a game called coming out called Elder Scrolls Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. So we were looking at that and thinking we want to do something about that because it fits our audience really well on the gaming site um, because it's a, it's a piece... It's, well, it's on all platforms, but it's mostly PC and it's kind of an RPG and that's what the people we have tend to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so we were planning on doing a thing around that and uh, it was actually uh, Sean, our new designer, who really challenged me on that and was like, this is ridiculous. Call of Duty is coming out the same week and it's sells a hundred million times as many copies <laughs> how can we not do something on the gaming site for this game yeah so i was like no you don't understand first person shooters don't do that well on the site because there's not that many questions to ask hey and i asked a question on it. i got answers to call of duty questions on, on on gaming i know and this is kind of the this is kind of the conventional wisdom that a lot of people have been saying and finally i decided oh fine all right he wrote me an email and i was like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna prove him wrong once and for all i'm gonna go look <laughs> at the stats i'm gonna tell him what what the deal is and so i went and i pulled it up for black ops call of duty black ops which came out last yeah. year that's and where i got help because i was stuck in this level where like and basically if you don't know the trick you're just going to be stuck there forever. Yeah. And I pulled it up and I look at it and it's got 130 questions and wow. like 250,000 views. And I was like, oh, crap. Pretty that's pretty decent. That's uh, almost the population of Albuquerque right there. That's that's actually pretty good. And I was like, oh. Uh, so in the game I wanted to compare it to was The Witcher 2, which came out in like the spring and we had this big promotion and got tons of views. And that game got 138 questions and 500,000 views. So twice as many views, but about the same number of questions. I was like, wow, all right, maybe I'm just wrong here. What if we should, maybe we should do the Modern Warfare Pro. And then we had the brilliant idea of doing like a face-off between the two games, like making them fight to the death. 
So that's what we ended up with. So the promo is, is Skyrim versus Modern Warfare 3. Uh, and you can go there, Skyrim vs. VS. VSMW3.com. Or just go to gaming.stackexchange.com and you'll we notice have, it right away. We've done the whole, like, we've, we've changed the whole background yeah. image on gaming.stackexchange. So that's it's pretty cool. cool. We got this really cool design from Sean again. And uh, we put it, we changed the background on the gaming site. Nothing else because we didn't want to go too crazy. We still wanted to feel like the same site. Like, I don't want people to be confused. But there's a site message. If you click that, it'll take you to the, the event site. It launched last night because Call of Duty came out today. And uh, so we're doing this big event, this big con- contest around it, where we're trying to see which game gets the most views on the site. Uh, we're doing views because we think that that basically reflects how many people found this useful on the Internet. Because the views mostly come from, you know, 90% of views come from Google. And if we get a lot of views, that means we helped a whole lot of Google people. Mm-hmm. So we're giving them each seven days to get as many views as they can, and then we'll declare a winner and uh, and give out some cool prizes to everyone who kind of helped that game win and some consolation prizes to the game that lost. Sweet. Okay. Well, there is some... Well, going back to your first-person shooter, it is true that, I mean, there's no way a first-person shooter is as complex as an RPG. I mean, they're just very, very different kind of games. But I was surprised, for example, like in Battlefield, because there's so many sandboxy things that go on that's just totally undocumented. There's there's wholly undocumented areas of that game. Like, And you can take things like, so the engineer has this little robot he can use to remote control, like diffuse bombs or repair stuff. It's like a remote engineer. And somebody was putting C4 on the robot in the beta. And I was like, I never even thought of that. <laughs> they would put C4 on the robot and then drive it in and blow it up like a mobile bomb. And they were doing the same thing to the mobile, there's a mobile uh, air unit that can sort of spot units, like a little drone that you can drive around. They would put C4 on the drone <laughs> fly it around and blow it up and i mean sandboxy stuff that happens so mm-hmm. cool I, I think you can have elements like that in a first person shooter but i mean i would be shocked if if call of duty won this particular contest because rpgs are just way more confusing and way more complicated uh, than shooters even a complex mm-hmm. shooter like battlefield mm-hmm. sandbox yeah. shooter if you will i think it's too i mean i i personally mm-hmm. think skyrim's gonna win but on the other hand, well, the other realization that I had was, you don't, gaming is different than Stack Overflow. It's not as long taily. There are fewer questions, but they get more views. Like, uh, and oh, I wrote geez. a blog post about this because basically, my 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 stupid question about uh, Angry, Angry Birds, Birds three yeah, fifteen yeah, yeah. is still famous. Yeah, famous. so it's pretty common on on gaming to see a question that got you know one thousand, two thousand, three thousand views. Um, that's not that uncommon. And basically, that's because you know there, there's less questions, but they're more focused because a lot of people are playing, people playing these playing, games. Yeah. Right? There's just millions of people playing these games, and they all have the same question. They get to the same level, and they can't beat the same boss, and they all ask the question. I got 164,000 views by our crappy yeah. count yeah. on one level of Angry Birds. Like that's like it's right. insane. So, that, so that's the thing. So that's the thing with Call of Duty, right? We don't. Uh, it, uh, I could see Call of Duty could win with like the one right question. Like if we got the one question that everybody has as soon as they log on, that could get, you know, 100,000 views in a couple days and win the contest. So I think it's kind of interesting, you know, it's kind of a fun contest, you know, what's that one question that everybody is going to have that's not documented somewhere on the internet. Um, sure. And yeah, as long know. as views is a factor that's important. So Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so that's why we decided to go with views. Originally, I had something more complicated where it was like views plus questions plus voting, but... Minus the your name. Everyone, the, 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 everyone yelled at me because I was too complicated. What you do is you translate your name into Hebrew, and then you use the gematria numeric value of your name in Hebrew. Yes, that's, Subtract ex- that. that's exactly what we were going to do. Um, but then we decided to do this simpler thing where it's just <laughs> views. Yeah. 
Uh, let me just see. We haven't had any. Oh, awesome... and we're having a party on Friday. We should talk about that. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, tell us about the party. Joel won't be there. So. I'm going to be at a wedding. But we're going to we're going to throw a launch party in New York. So anybody who's in New York can send an email to if you're a gamer, send an email to teamplusgaming at stackexchange.com. And uh, we have a limited number of invites for right. community members. Um, Some small number of people. But if you're not in New York, we, uh, we're going to be live streaming in. It's going to be cool. We're going to have, like, I think the plan is to have 10 different systems set up playing Call of Duty and Skyrim. Really? Yeah. Wow. Can be, I play one now? Do we have uh, We have Modern Warfare. That's what they're... So you just oh, made a face because we heard them screaming in the conference room. <laughs> oh, we're like, what is going on? They're throwing a party in there. They're playing Modern Warfare. It came out, la- uh, came out last night. Oh, man. Are they playing? Uh, do you so, think they're playing campaign mode? Probably not. They're no, probably they're playing, playing multiplayer. I'm yeah. sure. Anyway, but how is that any different it's than a fun previous game. games? If they, if they, 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 they tweak a few things. Yeah. I mean, it's it's basically the same. It's just the next iteration. I mean, the last game right. came out only a year ago. How much could they have changed in a year? So it's not that much. It's just the, they tweak some things, they fix some things, they added some new, cool, special. So the big thing in, in, in the last one was um, like the kill streaks, right? The more kills you get in a row without dying, you unlock like superpowers, basically. You know, I mean, that's, that's where you dangerous. like, you get like, no, it's like, you get like this one thing where like, if you got like 20 kills in a row, you're all of a sudden, you can activate this thing where you're flying around in a helicopter, shooting everybody uh-huh. from like in the helicopter and nobody can shoot back at you. Right. But it only lasts for like, you know, a minute or two or something. So you get a whole bunch of kills anyway. That was the big thing in the last version. That's big again in this one, except they changed it to be point streaks instead of kill streaks, so you get credit for helping your teammates and stuff like that instead of just being a kill fest. Got it. Anyway, very boring unless you're a video gamer. I, I'm going to go ask some questions. Well, I do play that game, but for whatever reason, I never play the multiplayer versions. I'm, I'm like the, the I like to play you're the, the guy who only plays the campaign. Yeah, you know, what they call the campaign mode because there's like a story there and it's fun. Like yeah, in the basement. Well, I don't it's to, got a new I campaign and scream at some 14 year old. I played the first 15 minutes of it and it was fun. Yeah. Uh, I like the. Go. I usually like the campaign, believe it or not. But they've just got the truth is they've just gotten too easy. It's just like then and then I'm gonna kill them. But I can make <laughs> yeah. them harder, but then it's just then they just take longer. Well, one of the beefs with the previous on the Call of Duty Black Ops was the intro sequence, which is some historical segment where you're trying to kill Castro, some crazy alt yeah. history thing. Like, there's a video on YouTube of a guy. He never presses the fire button. He right. just watches the whole time and he yeah. makes it through that whole sequence. Like, you don't have to <laughs> fire a works. single bullet. <laughs> That's they, the criticism for some of the campaign stuff. They need it's to basically a giant cutscene that you know it feels interactive, but it's kind of a lie. Like, that, well, that's why I like Battlefield because like it is a sandbox. There's like ten different ways to sort of not in the campaign. To be fair, in the campaign has the same problems. Right. But in the multiplayer, there's ten different ways to to kill someone. Like if you're hiding behind a wall, I'm gonna blow up the wall. <laughs> Because I can do that in Battlefield, and you know you can't really hide, and like the the bots, and there's just so many different cool strategies. It's very sandboxy. You know, you don't feel like you're trapped in a in a cutscene, basically. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like the, but the cut trapped in a cutscene feeling is not a good one. Uh, quick I, do you remember the original, like one of the er, very early Call of Duties? I don't remember which one it was. Maybe the third or the fourth. And this is a <laughs> huge spoiler. But um, I think it might have been wait, the first. Wait, is this ge- modern or were they in World War Two still? Uh, modern. This is the first okay. modern warfare. There's only three, oh. so we'll this is Call of Duty model, Modern Warfare, the original one, which was okay. which is Call of Duty Four, I believe, right? Yes. Technically, yeah. And can I can I do spoilers? Listen, this is the end of the podcast. So it's been a long time. Spoil- it's been okay. a long time, dude. So, um, of limitations. Th- this might this might uh, it was the first video game I ever played where you just die, like you have to die. It was amazing. Oh, right. Do you that remember? Was, that was the first Modern I Warfare. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I you think. Act, oh, no. I ruined it for David. 
No, but I mean, now no, that, shooters just, aren't really my thing. Like, I don't, I don't really play. I mean, I'll play them yeah. a little bit online, but I don't play through the this campaigns. One, like, no so. matter how you played it, you died, and you actually had the experience of dying because you actually controlled several characters. The game was able to go on, oh, but okay. it was sort of, it was really, really interesting. It was like, wh- what the f- heck is going on here? That's like Final Fantasy VII for RPG players mm. had the same experience. Yeah. This is this is the biggest spoiler of all time. That's the first time you yeah, play all they, these they RPGs, all the and time it's now. yeah, it's like your characters never die. That's like one of the rules of all these games, right? right? It's like right. if they die, you, the you just you know reload, or you yeah. know you just bring them back to life after the battle. Or but here it's like, look, dude, a, this a is one where like a character, that's it. Yeah, a character. Per- this is Final Fantasy VII. A character permanently dies, yeah. and this was like a huge what? shocker for the entire <laughs> that would gaming be, world. Uh, you know, that's like lady character. Yes, it was a lady character that you liked a lot, and she was very nice. It's like two and, and a half minutes. And she men. died. The main character. He just died. <laughs> just, hey, David, I played that game and I was a little glad that she died, to be honest. <laughs> she was a little, she, she was a little annoying. Yeah. We she was a little annoying. I could see that. We but it was seen... shocking, right? I mean, uh, yeah, it, it was. It was. You didn't see it coming. Okay, so go to gaming.stackexchange.com and click on the link. Um, we're, we're kind of out of time because Jeff has to go to the airport, pack his bags, go to the airport. Right. So yeah. I'm going to uh, call to a close. Um, you've been listening to Stack Exchange Podcast, episode 25? Six. Six, 26? <laughs> 26. Any other promos? We should just put up a sign with a number that I can look at any time okay. during the during the podcast. Uh, do you want to get a? Do you want to just do a paper sign, or should we get like you know a really no, nice LED. monitor and? You know what? Go to Citarella and steal the thing where you pull oh, the paper tickets yeah. and they have an LED sign with a number. <laughs> That's exactly yes. what we need. Is one of those signs that has right. a number for the fish eBay. store. You can get them on eBay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so podcast twenty six. Let's go to 26. Jeff is on his way to Aura Dev in Malmo. Uh, tickets might still be available if you're anywhere near the Scandinavia uh, region. He's going to be giving a talk there with with Mark. Is Mark in, involved in your talk, or is he just speaking yes, at the same conference? Yes, he is. In fact, he's pretty much ghost giving my other talk. Awesome. So story. Mark Ravella is but going to be carrying uh, Jeff's water in um, one of the sessions. Scandinavia. That'll be the awesome. Keynote. <laughs> not the, not the <laughs> main keynote. But it's a technical session, so it's actually better for Mark to go in depth with some of the stuff he's he's written great so there's going to be like a very technical session and then sort of the general keynote session and it is a new presentation by the way so it won't be the the one you've seen before so oh okay that's yeah. impressive i gave the same one for four years and nobody noticed um, well, exactly. <laughs> and, it's uh, a lot of work putting together a new presentation just FYI. uh next week the uh podfather i was about to say yeah. adam curry day one <laughs> sorry the podfather uh day winer will be uh, live and in the studio uh, with us talking about RSS, talking about identity. He's working on a spec. I, I hope he's still working on it. Some kind of spec for some kind of federated uh, login identity. Who the heck knows? But it'll be interesting. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Yep, see you next- Bye. 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 Bye, everybody.